Hayden Brinkley. And Zach Bristol, a million miles away over here from home. Yeah, so we're doing uh, this over a Zoom uh, meeting for obvious reasons with COVID taking its course on everybody, and it is frustrating. So uh, Zach's on the other line. Uh, say what's up, Zach. What's up, Zach? Okay. All right. right. Um, <laughs> episode 27. It's 27 weeks. I don't know how many days that is, but that's a lot of days. <laughs> yeah, great job. Point Not as many days as this lockdown feels. Dude, it really does feel like it's been taking forever. I mean, even though shelter in place took uh, took place, what, just last Friday? Yeah, well, at least in Georgia, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least in Georgia. I, I know everywhere else has kind of been, you know, it's varied depending on wherever you live. California has been on it for yeah. a while. New York has been on it for oh, yeah. at least a month. Yeah, man. It's uh, as of I think yesterday or maybe the day before. It's extended even longer. I think until May thirteenth, if I'm not mistaken. At least uh, here. It's, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. now, the the date is May May thirteenth, and it's a uh, April 9th. Yeah, so we've got more than a month. Yeah, and that's, that's, uh, that's you know, that could be extended again. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it's going to be a while. Uh, unfortunately, that's how it is, and I hope it doesn't. But I don't see this kind of, you know, passing over really quickly. It sucks because, you know, you, you know that uh, you and I and uh, Branson were gonna were supposed to go to uh, Burt Kreischer's stand up here in ten days. I know, man. The nineteenth, we're supposed to be there. Yeah, and, I'm uh, kind of bummed about that. Yeah, it sucks, man. Yeah, I know because we bought those tickets like two, three months ago, four months ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah, we and, did. Uh, been waiting on it, and then finally, you know. It's pretty close, and uh, <laughs> <sucks>. <laughs> yeah, that's an accurate way to put it. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking about this because I've been listening to. You know, I don't have anything else better to do except listen to podcasts now. And one question kind of came up Tell about this, and I know we said we really wouldn't talk about this, but I can't help but ask these general questions, not necessarily about COVID, but what happens after the fact? Everything blows over, like. For all those germaphobe people and even just a normal person who isn't necessarily such a germaphobe, what happens to those people after this whole thing blows over uh, upon interactions with each other? Basically, what I'm saying is like, do people handshake as much as they used to or or do they be more conservative about how they go about interacting with other people? Or do you think it's it's just kind of like, uh, you know... It'll last for like two months, and then after that, it's back to handshakes and back to normal reality for everyone. Yeah, I've been, I've definitely been thinking a lot about that ever since this whole thing started happening. Uh, a lot of people have been, I saw like Joe Rogan was talking about how a lot of people are saying, or it was some article maybe, I think, that he posted uh, that was talking about the article was saying they, it thinks that handshaking is going to be. It's going to die out. Like eventually it's going to become like a thing that from here on out, people advocate towards not doing it or doing something different, alternate fist bump or whatever it is, shoulder touch or elbow touch. I mean, whatever it is, I feel like people are going to try and make handshakes the devil. And I mean, I definitely think there's going to be people that are a lot more germaphobe like now that this whole thing started happening. But uh, I, I mean, I definitely, I mean, there's for sure, 
going to be people that are like, fuck that. Just like it is about, you know, people saying words they shouldn't say, like no matter what you tell them about anything, when they're by themselves, they're going to, they're going to do or say whatever they want. And that's just how I feel about it. I mean, yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. At least the handshaking situation. Yeah, I, I did see the whole entire uh, article that uh, Rogan did post out on his Instagram, I believe. That is ultimately what made me question everything. I was like, damn, like, will that really happen? I mean, you see everyone now, like, I, I literally just went to the supermarket. I know we're supposed to be in sh- uh, shelter in place, but I had to grab a few things because I'm pretty much, like, the only available person who can go. But I just saw everyone being so, like, so on edge and not making sure that you're not close to to one another. And I know the whole entire guideline says you have to be six feet apart, but I couldn't help but ask the question in my mind, what happens after that? Do people still keep that same momentum in their head and stay far away from each other even more after everything happens? Or does everyone kind of realize like, holy shit, like, this taste of freedom is so much better than being uh, stuck in a shelter in place. So I'm going to enjoy everything and hope for the best to, to be around other people and make sure I smile, make sure I, I wave at people or, or something like that. I mean, even now, uh, with my job, I have to, I have to go out and, and still work and be in contact with customers because I work in the automotive industry. I'm a, an essential business. So, um, I'm still going around meeting up with customers and talking to people on a daily basis, at least Monday through Friday. And, uh, I mean, everybody that's out and that's able to be out right now seems pretty damn happy about it. Obviously it's also has to do with the fact that a lot of people are losing their jobs and the people who are essential are kind of privileged that they don't have to go through the whole getting laid off situation and filing for unemployment and it's just there's a lot of people going through that shit right now but uh i mean everybody that you know i've been running into seems to be pretty nice even people that seem to uh usually be like dicks or just not very happy overall people are just everyone seems to be pretty grateful for being able to be outside right now because for everybody who's stuck inside and really just can't go anywhere it's it gets old man it gets really old even on the weekends now that i can't do anything on the weekends just being stuck in the house from like friday at six o'clock until monday morning is like i get so bored like i just want to get out and do something so i can't imagine how it is for the people who are stuck for months at a time just not really being able to even leave their house to go anywhere I think that's one important perspective to have after this is all said and done is just being able to go out in public in general to a Target, to a Walmart or a Kroger. That's going to be so relieving to so many people. And going to those places without feeling like this intense pressure that I have to stay six feet away from everyone else at all times and I have to make sure that I plan my moves out correctly so I don't bump into anyone who could possibly have it or give it to me. Because I think that's one thing that's going to cause a lot of people to do after all this is have really high anxiety about getting some sort of sickness or a virus through just being close to each other. And that's the, that is one thing that I hope that kind of more people are aware of, but it doesn't, it's not taken as seriously because I know how bad it is going to hurt just the social interaction with any other person. Like, I think after this, my personal opinion, I think people will 
do their best to stay at some kind of minimum distance away, like, you know, probably three or four feet away from each other when they're talking or something like that. And I think I, I really do believe for a while it's going to go to fist bumps and uh, elbow taps or whatever the hell they, they're going to do. It's it, I just I don't see probably people... I was going to say they're probably going to, uh, you know, come up with something new. You know how the Internet, everybody comes up with something that goes viral. So I'm sure there's going to be something that comes up. It's like the new thing instead of like handshakes, some kind of something you can do from a distance. There's no doubt right now. Yeah, there's no doubt that there'll be something like that. Some some huge thing that someone's going to come out with be like, oh, look what we did. And somehow everyone's going to follow. I don't know. I'm hoping just because uh, I'd like to see a good laugh. If once I see it that first time in person, I feel like that'd be funny as hell. That's yeah. that's that's definitely one thing that's just been riding my mind a lot. It's like interactions after this are going to be completely different. Now, on the flip side to this, the whole perspective side of it is I think certain people after this are going to realize how important just being able to go to your job on a daily basis is. As of today, the 9th, I just saw a headline that said like 16 million people filed for unemployment, and that's of the 9th. I mean, it could have changed, you know, by Monday, by the time this is out, but that's tough, man. Uh, You know, a lot of people have to work to keep their lights on, uh, and, you know, it's it's an unfortunate situation uh, for those people, and I, I... I really do feel horrible for them. And the fact that I'm still working, I it has changed my perspective on it because I'm like, you know, I could easily be one of these people who who's just out of work and doesn't know what to do. You can't you can't just go apply for another job. Places are very limited with hiring right now. I would say maybe like uh, a grocery store is hiring I mean out of the ass right now, but anywhere else, I mean, you're it's not happening. You're not going to get fired from your job and then go apply at some high-end corporate position right after this. It's it's just not going to happen because they have laid off thousands of people. I mean, you think about big businesses like Delta or Coke or any huge corporate business like that. I mean, those those people have taken a massive hit. And it's so unfortunate because what do, what do they do after that? Do they go back to their jobs? I mean, uh, those are the uh, true questions that I have. I mean, do they instantly get hired back or, or are they done because of how bad the economy is after this? Like, uh, those are the questions that have ridden my mind for the past couple of days. And the fact that you and I are still working, it's, it, it should be extremely overwhelming in a sense of gratitude because, I mean, we... We could have easily been let go, any one of us, whether it had been me. I mean, it's my job isn't necessarily the highest of the high end. It's, you know, it's, it's an average job, but uh, the fact that I'm still working, I'm extremely grateful. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the, that's the hardest part about all of it is that for all the people losing their jobs, it's not like they did anything that caused it to happen. It's, it's just out of their hands. It's, you know, it sucks. Like, you know, no, none of them deserve to be laid off, to be fired, to be let go. But with the circumstances, unfortunately, it's just how it has to be right now, and it sucks. I agree with you totally with the whole like gratitude thing. Just like we were talking about, I think, a week or two ago, uh, maybe maybe even longer, I don't know. I, I lose track of all these things. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, we were talking about gratitude, and I was telling you, 
you know how I, I have a, a notes page in my uh, in my phone where I just write down things that I'm grateful for just simple things like oh, I'm grateful for shoes imagine life without shoes that would suck walking around on shit all the time outside you know like just the simplest things like you know no one ever thought that this would happen like to where you could just you can't go see people you know like I'm in a relationship and I can't go see my girlfriend right now you know we're recorded podcasts once a week for you know more than a year now and we can't do that right now we're having to do it from this is the first time you know we've had to do it like this to where we're not in the same room like shit's everything changed so fast and it's just you got to be grateful for what you have and if you have a place to to sleep at night and some food to eat like you're good because it might not be there next month you know your yeah. job might not be there next month. You might not be able to feed your family next month. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it really puts everything into perspective. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy that you brought that up about, you know, just you and I recording every single week per, you know, face to face pretty much. This is the first time we've ever had to do this. I mean, 20 minutes before this whole podcast even started recording, I didn't even know how to set this up. And I think that's just, you know, I guess that's one of the finer things about it is, you know, you develop some kind of new skill or you learn something new. But I mean, the fact that everything changed so quickly for everyday life blows my mind. Everybody started staying six feet apart and then you couldn't go outside your house unless it was basically uh, necessary to go out. Everybody's having to get used to this together, but I feel like this is the first thing and Geez, like a, a, probably ever where the entire world is going through the same thing right now. And we're all aware because, you know, maybe in times in the past where there's been outbreaks, no, it's, it's never spread like this because you got to think back when, like, say the Black Plague was around, there wasn't all these airplanes going to different parts of the world every day, bringing over crates of people and spreading things that fast everywhere. And there wasn't social media and the, the internet for people to find out news instantaneously and be able to get updates on news by the minute. So, I mean, just everywhere in the world is kind of in the same boat right now. And we're all aware that we're all in the same boat. So I feel like it's just going to kind of maybe make everybody be a little bit nicer, a little bit more open to the fact that shit can happen. And this is like you live and you die. And I feel like a lot of people forget that and they just think that everything is because, I mean, really, what is everybody always complaining about before before coronavirus? Everyone was complaining about, you know, you called me this instead of this. I wanted to be called this, but you called me this or you can't say that word or that's offensive. You should be canceled. Fuck you, because everything was so good that those dumb fucking things. People were complaining about that because everything else was so good. They had to have something to complain about. And now we actually have something to fear and to really be worried about. And no one fucking cares about all that dumb shit now. Everybody's dropping all that silly cancel culture offensive triggered bullshit because we've got real problems now. Yeah, you know, it's funny how how quick people's perspective changed, you know, from hating almost everyone or everything to like, oh my God, like I really miss hanging out with so-and-so or I miss going out to wherever with all my friends and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, last month I heard you talking shit about Becky, about how you, you couldn't stand her because the way that she looked at people. I don't know. There's some random shit. But one thing I wanted to touch on real quick though, it's I find it crazy that 
you know, you were talking about the black, uh, the black plague. And you were saying how there was no social media. And look how many people that killed. Right. I, I couldn't tell you the specific number, but I know it was in the millions. If you look at it now from at least a cultural standpoint, we have social media. And I keep hearing the argument about, well, it's only killed thousands of people right now. But you do realize because of the age of technology that we have now, we are able to access that information at a quicker rate than back when they had the Black Plague. Like, they, they didn't have that same opportunity that we have, so we're able to stop it sooner. We're able to try our best to to contain it as much as we can. And, of course, people are still going to go out and go do their own thing, and they'll end up getting it or spreading it even more, which is horrible, by the way. If you have it, you just need to stay home. That's I mean, there's that's the only simple answer. But we have that information now so that way we can tell the general public, hey, you guys need to stay indoors because this could get bad. And that's, you know, could you imagine if if social media did not exist, period, if it did not exist in this time era, how, I mean, how many people would it kill? How many people would it infect and, and how fast would you know? I mean, I, I mean, I know you can't necessarily answer that, but those are just a couple of questions that... I mean, just came into my mind. I'm like, damn, like this could be a lot worse for uh, based upon a very, very high hypothetical scenario. Right, man. Yeah, there's it's like <clears throat> there's the yin and yang of everything. Like the 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 con of all this technology is that well, now you know the virus can be spread much more rapidly because of transportation technology with cars and boats and planes you know it could just people can get around the world within a day and it can spread so fast all over the whole entire planet uh and that's the con of all the technology with you know with this virus and but the 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 pro is now with social media and news being instantaneous we know kind of you know unfortunately we weren't as prepared as we should have been for this but oh my god don't get me started on that yeah oh my god especially Especially after this one, though, we will be a lot more prepared because now it's happened to us. And maybe even if there's not another big one like this in in our lifetime, and I'm not even saying this one is a big one because shit. Imagine if there was a well, one. Man, imagine if the death rate was more like 25 percent. Yeah, or something. Well, man, you know, we'd really be imagine screwed. the Spanish flu back in 1920. That's that did kill millions of people too. That was a stupid amount of people that were dead because of the flu. Right. Yeah. Back to my original point with social media, we can, you know, we, the information is there to, you know, day by day as we find out more things about the virus and what to do and what not to do. And, you know, even as the weeks go by, I'm noticing a bunch of things where it's like, hey, we told you to do this, don't do this. Or we told you not to do this, but you should be doing this. So it's just everybody kind of has the best information day by day as, we, as, we, as we're finding new things out. And I mean, there is more cons to that. I mean, not everybody is really looking in the right spots for their information and are trusting unreliable sources about what they should believe. You know, the people who just, for example, who, you know, are full on in on the it's a government conspiracy type thing. And it's not really, you know, it's there's not even a virus like just just go outside people. They're just trying to make us go inside. You know, like that's not helping anything right now. Oh, my God. But, uh, have, have you heard <laughs> the uh, the 5G one? Like all the oh putting up God, the five G towers and shit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I saw the stat that Joe posted uh, <laughs> about how many how many countries have coronavirus and then how many countries have five G. 
it's hilarious. You know, uh, listen, whether whether or not that's legitimate, I uh, obviously I couldn't tell you. I'm just the average dummy, so it's that's something that I don't know. But I think I think this is pretty safe to say that this is a legitimate virus that's going around and affecting people and killing people who, with underlying health issues. And that's the biggest concern for at least Americans. I mean, you, you do realize one of the biggest underlying health issues that we face is obesity here in America. I'm not going to say it's the number one leading cause of death, but you get the gist of it. It is a huge concern with the average American. I mean, it's it's not a good deal. So people who struggle with that, they need to take everything into into consideration and do their best to contain themselves in a in a house and just really go out if absolutely necessary. Yeah, man, I completely agree. Um, but I mean, I th- we'll get through it. It's uh, like I said, it could it could have been you know a death rate of twenty five or thirty percent or even forty five or fifty percent. You know, we got lucky that it's it's not one that kills most or even you know a lot on a on a huge scale you know at least we're not looking at something that's that might wipe out a half the population or something because it could have been something like that you know you never know it mm-hmm. could have it could have been a much more bigger badder monster but we got unlucky with the with the virus but lucky that it's not much worse than it is because it could be and now we have this chance to to prepare and to know that, you know, like have the reality check of, oh shit, like, you know, this shit happens. And like, I'm sure by the time this is all over, everybody's going to know someone or know a friend of a friend at least who passed away from this. And it's going to, it's like, again, it's the, it's the reality check. Like this shit can happen and you're not necessarily safe. You need to cherish what you have while you have it and you need to take care of yourself and uh, really be considerate of other people, not only worrying about getting protecting yourself from getting sick, but also realizing that we're all in this together. And just because you might not get it doesn't mean you can't give it to someone else. Dude, that's that's such a great point that you brought up. Like, I, I couldn't have said that any better. Before we end this, uh, one thing that I just kind of want to dip into real quick is, you know, of, of all the things that I could have thought of that would cause everyone to go into straight panic mode, I did. I'll be a hundred percent honest. I did not think it would be something like a virus. I, I, I really thought it would be something of chemical warfare, or an invasion from another country that would cripple a the economy and b the average American who's who just loses it. But I, I mean, I'll be honest. I like I said, I did not think it would be a virus like this. So I think that should it should just be a lesson to everybody that this mother nature does not care. And she is not afraid to unleash some unknown chaotic virus to cause mayhem on everybody. It's, it doesn't discriminate whether or not if you're, if you're white, if you're black, if you're religious or non-religious. The fact of the matter is we should be supporting each other the best that we can. If, if someone needs something and you have an abundance amount of resources, I think you should offer some to the person who doesn't have it. I think people are realizing that love thy neighbor is slowly coming into fruition about everyday life. I mean, if you have 200 stacks of toilet paper and your neighbor only has a certain amount and or if they're elderly and they they're afraid to go out to the grocery store, I mean just offer offer your help. I mean, that's 
that's the best way we can get through this is just to help each other. And I know it sounds so cliche and so stupid and, and so cheesy, but I mean, everyone's seen it firsthand. Like this, this is crippling us and we need to do our best to do our part and help others within the respected guidelines. Well said, man. I know we said we weren't really going to do a coronavirus episode, but you know, we lied. Yes. Yeah. We're um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't really mind it. Uh, we're kind of forced to really We're this is the re- reality we're in right now. And no one's really doing anything too interesting at the moment. So it's kind of the only really topic to talk about um, for the most part. I mean, at least has to be addressed at some point. And, you know, at least we're not just talking about all the negatives and, uh, you know, not really focusing on we're not talking, we're not really acting as the news. Like, you know, did you hear about today? This many people died, you know, <laughs> more so just just our thoughts on everything, how it happened and what will happen. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say this but, is uh, about like bro science, about as, you know, about as bro as you can get. This yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> this yeah is, we're not rocket surgeons, but we're all right. <laughs> yes, exactly. But... Ah, oh, fuck. I, I wanted to make a point, but I couldn't even remember what I was trying to say. Uh, oh, well. That uh, sucks to suck. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Oh, oh, oh. That's <laughs> the, uh, I remember. That's what it was. Um, I don't want to be oblivious to the fact of what's going on. Like, you know, if you and I just recorded another podcast, if it was just about a bunch of bullshit, I, did, I don't want people to think that, like, we're not understanding what's going on. And it's like people are only concerned with COVID-19. And I completely get it. We're not oblivious, but we, like we said in the last one, we're just trying to provide some sort of entertainment for people. And in this one, I just kind of wanted to share a little perspective on what's going on, you know. And I'm sure, I'm sure you thought the same thing as well about how things, you know, will change in a better way and how things could possibly be worse at uh, after all this. So I think that being said, um, I think we're just gonna end it there. Um, you know, once again, we're not. This is bro science. You should really not listen to us other than the fact of just help each other out. <laughs> Stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Do your research. Don't trust us. Yeah. Please. Wash your hands. Definitely wash your please. hands. Please. Yeah. For the love of God, wash your hands. I've got I've got two bottles of Germex, one at work and one in my car. That's how safe I am. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've got one in my room and I got one in my book bag that's always on me. <laughs> hey man, that's a good idea. Smart. All right, ladies and gents, you know where to find us on Instagram. I am at Brinkley Hayden Zero. And you can find me at Z Bristol Z. And you can follow our Instagram or our uh, Twitter. <laughs> follow our Twitter at Opinions Endless. Again, at Opinions Endless on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We'll see you next time. And Bye. possibly on another Zoom episode. Whoa, whoa. See you guys. More than likely. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Thanks, Zoom. Bye. <laughs> Bye.